Hello and welcome to Episode 7 in our series, In the Heart of God. Today's episode is about sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Today, we take a slight departure to discuss what is known as Lent. The Lenten season generally occurs 40 to 45 days before Resurrection or Easter Sunday. It is a time of personal sacrifice to commemorate how Jesus prayed and fasted 40 days and nights in the desert. Join us as we journey into the heart of God to learn about Lent and the ultimate sacrifice Jesus made for us. My name is Stephanie Wright. You know what I like about doing these podcasts? It is the opportunity to share God's Word but it is also how much I learn in the process. I find my eyes opening to things I never really thought about before, or maybe I did and just forgot about it. For example, in today's presentation, the question I asked myself is, why did Jesus have to be filled with the Holy Ghost? I almost laugh when I think about how I have all these years just accepted the fact that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. In Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17, and Mark 1, verses 8 through 13, we see Jesus coming to John the Baptist, his cousin, to baptize him. John baptizes Jesus, and afterward, when Jesus comes up out of the water, the heavens open up and, quote, he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, end quote. Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. In the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, we read a similar account, but in this version, after Jesus' baptism, it reads, quote, Immediately the Spirit drives him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. That brings us to the reason we are bringing this presentation. Many believers and some non-believers are making a sacrifice during the next 40 days before Resurrection Sunday, also known as Easter Sunday. So I thought it would be good to talk about Jesus' sacrifice to encourage those of us who may be fasting, going on a consecration, or giving up something before Easter Sunday. We are in no way saying anyone has to do anything, but it is still, I think, a good thing to think about what Jesus did because he really did do what he did, go into the 40 days of wilderness journey for our benefit as well as his benefit. We will discuss what we mean by that later. Let's first talk about why Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He was God. Yes, he was already one with the Father and the Holy Ghost, but he was also still man. 
Jesus not only had to be filled with the Holy Ghost, he had to be filled in public for everyone to witness the visual manifestation of the infilling of the Holy Spirit represented by the dove descending upon him. There needed to be witnesses to the Father acknowledging his Son and what the Son was about to go through, not for Jesus' benefit, but for our benefit. Why did Jesus have to be filled? Because immediately after he was filled, he was now ready to be driven to the desert to begin preparation for his ministry. And that preparation included a 40-day fast, day and night, no food. He had water, or some form of water, because when he ended the fast, the Bible says he hungered. It does not say he was thirsty. Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. So, here we learn that when we are going to make a sacrifice, and please understand, it does not have to be a 40-day fast. Any sacrifice, though, needs to be for God's glory and be led of the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost as a guide. The Holy Ghost will give you wisdom in how to fast, consecrate, deny, or whatever you do. Otherwise, it is just an exercise in self-gratification to lift yourself up, which makes us no better than the Pharisee who bragged on himself when he fasted. Luke chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. One other point that should not escape our attention is that Jesus was alone. The Holy Spirit made sure he would be alone, undisturbed by people. Yes, there were wild beasts out there, but no people. What does that say? But he was protected from the wild beasts because the angels ministered to him. I guess our wild beasts are demonic forces that try to interfere with our sacrifice, but the Holy Spirit ministers to us, and if need be, God will dispatch angels to our defense as well. Moving on to the next question, why did Jesus have to be baptized publicly? After all, John the Baptist was his cousin, and he surely could have said, Hey, cuz, need to be baptized. Meet me down by the Jordan at around, say, 11 o'clock, just you and me. But no, it had to be public, so we would know that Jesus was not only God, he was man, and the man part of him needed the Holy Ghost. And if the man part of Jesus needed the Holy Ghost, the man and the woe man part of us also needs the Holy Ghost when we fast or make any sacrifice. And just as God was pleased with his son, God is pleased with us as his sons and daughters when, after we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we do the works we are empowered to do. So, what were the works Jesus did and we are ordained by Jesus to do? Mark chapter 1 verses 15 through 45 and the other Gospels tell us about some of these works. 
When Jesus finished his 40-day and 40-night fast in the desert, he returned to Galilee, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and calling for repentance. He proceeded to gather the men who would be called his twelve disciples. He went forth performing miracles, casting out unclean spirits, healing all kinds of diseases, delivering those possessed with devils, healing the blind and deaf, raising the dead, the lame walked, lepers were cleansed, and while doing all this, he continued to pray and preach. But this was only a fragment of all that Jesus did, because John chapter 21, verse 25 says, quote, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. End quote. So, all these things came out of Jesus' 40-day and 40-night fast. Not only the miracles, but the continued connection to his Father in prayer and his continued preaching of the kingdom and repentance. So, too, for us. Jesus said that believers would do the works that he did and greater works. John chapter 14, verse 12. Ultimately, these greater works include what is written in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, to, quote, loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. But what was the ultimate sacrifice I alluded to at the beginning of this episode? The Holy Spirit empowered Jesus beyond the fast. The Holy Spirit empowered Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane to endure the agony of what he would face before, during, and at his death. Matthew chapter 26, verses 38 through 44, and Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Jesus needed the Holy Ghost to raise him from the dead. Romans, chapter 8, verse 11, reads, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, and this is important, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies that is, our mortal bodies, by his spirit that dwelleth in you, end quote. And I think it is fair to say the Holy Ghost was still with Jesus when he ascended into heaven. But Jesus promised to send him to us. John chapter 16, verse 7. He could not send the Holy Ghost to us until after he ascended into heaven, because Jesus said, if he did not go away, the helper, that is the Holy Ghost, would not come. John chapter 16, verse 7. I don't know. In my comical but spiritual imagination, I see the Holy Ghost like a rocket ship 
powering Jesus into the stratosphere, back to planet heaven. Okay, moving on. And for us, our fasting, consecration, or denials are not the ultimate sacrifice. We are told to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We aren't really doing anything that great when we deny ourselves. We are just doing what is reasonable. No, we do not have to be physically crucified, although there are believers who have been martyred for the sake of Christ. Our sacrifice is in simply doing what God told us to do. Love one another. John chapter 13, verse 34. Expressing that love means we don't hurt others with our words. We bless others with what God has blessed us with. And most of all, our sacrifice is in giving God glory, loving Him with our whole heart, soul, and mind, living a life that is pleasing to Him. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. This is what the Holy Ghost empowers us to do. Love God and love one another. It takes power to do that. It takes the kind of power Jesus the man needed. It takes Holy Ghost power. So if you are going on a fast, consecration, or some sacrifice during this pre-resurrection season, stay focused on the ultimate purpose of the ultimate sacrifice. Also, don't let your sacrifice end after we celebrate. Keep that spirit of self-sacrifice on a regular basis to help you stay focused on and empowered to do the works you were called to do. And ultimately, just as the Holy Ghost raised Jesus from the dead, He will raise you up and power you back to heaven to kneel before the throne of God and hear Him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have made the ultimate sacrifice and now enter into your ultimate reward. This is Stephanie Wright. Thank you for joining us today. And may God's love, peace, and protection be with you. Now, let's go to Apostle Charles as he closes us out. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website, cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category in series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.